Dog Nation. You're invited to take your seat. Take a seat. At the Warriors round table. It's a three. In and out. Rebound. Payton. Out to Curry. Let's it fly. Three ball. Left corner pocket. Welcome to the table. On the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. 95-7 the game. Curry fires away. Three ball. Above the break. Here's Kevin Dana. Gary what up, ladies and gentlemen? We welcome you to Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game, taking your calls all hour long. Hit us up, 888-957-9570. Kevin Dana rocking the scene with Gary St. Jean, reminding you that the Warriors 2023-24 season is presented by Kaiser Permanente. A lot to get to this week, as always. Let's start with this first kind of big picture through the first two weeks of the season. The Dubs almost all the way through that early season storm where they had seven road games, their first nine away from Chase Center. And through their first eight, they're six and two after a win over the Pistons. This is a great, great start to the season for the Dubs, Gary. Well, you know, I think, Kev, you and I tend to be optimistic. Yep. And we said to ourselves... Well, five and four would be wonderful. And they got a chance tomorrow night to win again against Denver without Murray. And they could be seven and two and an amazing start on the road. And if they come up short, you're six and three. And uh, you're right there with the top teams in the West. And you're going to be home for some home cooking. You've got some days off in the. before you play again and then you got a day off in between all these games so it just feels awful good it it really does and you know all right so five and four they're going to pass that with flying colors and regardless and you touched on this gary regardless of what happens in in denver the the dubs have set the right tone out of the gate this year well you know we call it the eye test and what do you what do you think when you look at this team and and there's it's so much different I see so much better, uh, so much more consistency on defense. I see shot contestment, less fouls, doing a better job on the defensive board, which gives you the opportunity to get out in the open floor and transition where they flourish. And I see guys working together, and I think the key component of that is Draymond. And uh, on the offensive end, uh, you know, it, it, this is about Steph. And uh, come along for the ride, fellas because uh, this is one of the great starts ever. And I yeah. don't know that it slows down. I mean, I I, I tell everybody, I said, I, I don't know that, you know, you compare the old teams from the old days, and Steve doesn't want to come talk about even last year at all, but uh, this this team just, just feels good. I, I like the chemistry. I like the way the second unit is playing. And uh, the good news is we got a couple of key guys who I don't think are playing up to their – optimum level yeah and i know you know who that is that's kaminga and wiggins and those are two of your best athletes if not your two best and once they get going uh wow i mean they can create havoc defensively they can play down in the paint uh they can get out and transition so they bring a special element to this team and uh it just you know, we talked last week, and I, I think Dream, for example, I had Dream on in that category last week. I think he's hit his stride now. He, he's really starting to play well. And yeah. uh, so there's just a, a darn good feeling about what's going on. 
Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that Kaminga is not kind of playing up to his potential. And I, I'd agree with that, but you kind of take a step back, and Jonathan Kaminga is averaging a season high, a career high points per game at 12.7. But you also look at his efficiency, it's not where it normally is. He's usually in the mid 30s from threes at 24% right now, he's just 44% from the field overall. So there is a lot of room for growth. You're, you're right about that. And that's just scary to think about with Kaminga that he has taken a leap in production this year in points per game, a significant one, even though the time is just about the same that he's been playing minutes per game, 21 last year, 20 this year. But if he can get even more efficient, we've seen him explode in some second halves recently. I mean, he, he could really take a big leap. Well, Kev, I, I just think he's getting good looks. And so I see more patience, but I see Chris Paul getting them the ball in really positive space. And I'm seeing him touching the paint in there and guys his size trying to guard him and his strength and leaping ability allows him to get very clean looks. And I think they're very makeable shots, which I think in due time he's going to make. And uh, yeah. I like his effort on defense. And it's it's a guy you, that I can see a, a good deal of improvement on, but I think it can go even higher. Well, he's been part of a very strong bench unit that has just, I mean, everyone on the bench was a positive last night in the win over Detroit. The one surprising issue with this team, the starting unit hasn't been all that great. We're talking about the Wiggins, Looney, Steph, Clay, and Dre unit. They're a minus 23 in 67 minutes over six games this year. Their defensive rating is 132.1. Now, I, that is a small sample size. I, to me, I'm not concerned yet. How do you feel, Gary? Well, you could have talk, took a lot of coins out of my pocket if you wanted to bet me on that because <laughs> I didn't feel that. I really didn't. And I, I think this unit uh, is just going to keep getting better and better. Uh, Kavon Looney, you know, he's Mr. Steady. I think Draymond's playing well. As I talked about, Wiggins is going to be better. And I just like Clay letting the game come to him, his movement without the ball, utiliz utilization of screens, mid-range shots, uh, just exclamation point on that winner a few games ago. Yep. And then we, we talk about Steph. And, uh, you know, what better, what better respect can you give a guy than you're coming up to court in the end of the game situation and the opponent sends three guys at you? Yeah. I mean, that, was, that <laughs> blew my mind. Yeah. And yep. he had the, the wherewithal, the savvy, the chain sides, the dream on, and who comes around the on the right corner but Clay to make that winner? And, you know, I just uh, – this this stuff with Steph is, is really, really amazing. We could talk about guys in the league who are off to good starts, whether, you know, it's Tatum or Doncic or whoever. This is – he has been spectacular, and people have wondered if this is one of his best starts ever. It's It's got to be right up there, and – I'll tell you this. It, you know this, Kev, and I bet a lot of our smart listeners know this. It's harder to play on the road. It's yep. a lot harder. Now, because a lot of role players don't play as good on the road as they do at home, they're liable to come home here for this homestand, and you're going to see a bunch of guys playing really well. And I just love the fact that Steph is going to get some rest because uh, Steve does a great job in minutes management. I read today that LeBron is averaging 37 minutes, and Ooh. they wanted to get him to 29 minutes. They're not doing it because they're trying to win. 
But yet Steve has conviction, and he did this way back when with Mike Brown. They come up with a game plan. Does he play the whole first quarter? Does he sub out? When does he go back in? Who do I want to get him out there with? And they stick by this, and uh, they believe in it. And it only, uh, you know, it, this thing's a marathon, not a sprint. And uh, But this guy might set a new record for the marathon. So he's at 32 minutes per game right now. Perfect. Each of the last two years, he's been at 35 minutes per game. And despite three fewer minutes per game, he's at 30.9 points per game. He's shooting 53% mm. from the field oh. and 48% from downtown. He set another record last night, by the way. When he had four threes in the first quarter, he became the first guy in the last 25 years. Now, I'm, I'm going to double-check this before I complete completely commit to this. No, he's the first guy ever in the first eight games of an NBA season to make at least four threes in each of the first eight games. I mean, with all the three-point records he has, there's another one. And at his age, doing this. Yeah, 35. Phenomenal. But those stats you gave, twos, threes, free throw line. I mean, don't you just feel when you're watching the game when he gets a little space? Oh, that's going in. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, you just—that's what you feel. I mean, we're why you and I chatted about this, Kev. We are watching greatness. This yep. is this guy's revolutionized the game, and I, and I just see him again. He, I see him smiling out there, and I tell you what. So there was a, a young guy who was asked about guarding him, and he said, "Man, he said I never realized this was so hard. He never ever stops moving." Doesn't stop. And he never does. He's the energizer bunny. Yeah. No, he, he is just uh, makes him so, so tough to guard and still doing it at age 35. Absolutely incredible to, bo- incredible to borrow a, a Draymond Green phase. And, yeah. and really, Gary, I think this is a game that they lose last year. I know Steve Kerr doesn't want to talk about last year, saying last year was the outlier. This is the norm. Last year was the exception. They lost both games to Detroit last year. The one at home was a, a real gut punch, uh, a wild game there. I think it was a Sadiq Bay oh, buzzer yeah. beater. Yeah. But uh, the Pistons in the third quarter got into a stretch where they just couldn't miss. I mean, Stanley Amude, who I watched play for the Motor City Cruise last year, that's their mm-hmm. G League team, uh, was banging threes. Killian Hayes, who's traditionally not a good shooter, he was three of four from downtown. And then Marvin Bagley, the third, gets this nice roll on a bad-looking shot, and all of a sudden the Warriors are looking at a fourth-quarter deficit, but they, they find a way to pull it out, and now 5-1 yep. and one on the road. Well, uh, if we want to look back the night before uh, against Cleveland, you're right there, and you're, you're just, you can't make a shot. You know, you're in the 30 percentile, and yep. yet they had a chance, and I look at, at Cleveland, and I say to myself, okay, I understand all the hype goes to Milwaukee and to Boston. And I think Philadelphia is going to be there. But the fourth team in the East definitely is Cleveland. Uh, them bringing in the Yang and, and uh, Struess, great move. And then, you know, they got those two bigs. So it's not easy around the paint. And they got those two all-star guards. So that's a, a darn good team. You've got a back-to-back playing against a very athletic, young Piston team. For example... I, I watched them two nights in a row because I watched them play the Suns the night before. Yeah. And uh, I am really high on Thompson and Sasser, the two rookies. Oh, brother, yeah. I like them. So you look at this team. You brought out a couple guys, and, and they didn't have Duran. 
yeah. who is a, who's a monster rebounder. So yes. you look at this team; it's got size, it's it's got uh, great athleticism. Bogdanovic is not playing. They are missing perimeter shooting. Like you, you made a good point that they had a stretch where they made shots. Well, if that team makes shots, they can win. So you're yeah. right in what you're saying to bounce back and, and hang strong. Like, you know, the first quarter, Steph was on fire, and when they need him in the fourth, he was there. And, you know, you, you just uh, get the job when uh, fourth quarter winning by 10. So it's a darn solid road win. Yeah, and also no Joe, Joe Harris, no Monte Morris for that There's team. There's another so, shooter. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Good point. Yes. So uh, let's take a break and join us live at Chase Center for Hoops for Troops night presented by rocket lawyers the warriors face the cleveland cavaliers on november 11th get your tickets now warriors.com will call 888 gsw hoop representatives are standing by you can call us at 888-957-9570 on the other side of this break we'll continue to wrap up the win over detroit look at the loss to cleveland and get you ready for this big game in denver also uh, talk a little in-season tournament and that thrilling win in oklahoma city hit us up on the other side 888-957-9570 you're listening to warriors roundtable on 95.7 the game Dana and Gary St. Jean are holding court. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! At the Warriors Roundtable. You can't handle the truth! Curry, screened by Draymond Curry, gets free for three. Got it! On 95.7 The Game. Now back to Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean. Dub Nation, don't miss the upcoming Warriors homestand. Join us live at Chase Center on Sunday, November 12th as the Dubs face the Minnesota Timberwolves, the only team to defeat the Denver Nuggets this year. Presented by Cash Creek Casino Resort. Get your tickets now at warriors.com or call 888-GSW-HOOP. Representatives are standing by. One or two other things I want to get into from that win over Detroit last night. I want to start with Chris Paul because he had been struggling from the field this year. He'd been doing a, a lot of great things offensively for Golden State, the assist to turnover ratio. We'll get into some of those numbers in a little bit. But he had been sub 40 from the field, and he had been a 2 of 23 from 3 entering the game last night. And last night, 6 of 9 from the field, 2 of 3 from downtown. Oh, yeah, 6 assists, no turnovers. This is what Steve Kerr had to say about CP3 getting his jumper going, along with that great assist to turnover ratio. And then, Gary, I'll get your reaction to what Steve Kerr says here after this soundbite. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's Chris has made such a huge impact even without making shots. So now, you know, the last couple of games, knocking shots down just adds to what he's already doing. But, you know, six assists, no turnovers. He's up to 62 assists, six turnovers. I mean, that's insane. That is insane. So what he's doing as we're, you know, kind of trying to find our our team and our rhythm. He's just keeping us in games, uh, leading that second unit, taking care of the ball. Uh, only 11 turnovers tonight. So Chris has just been, been amazing for us. Well, Kev, we know that uh, turnovers was a big nemesis last year. And you know how I love assist turnover ratio because this team loved to get 30 assists. If you keep yep. that down around 14 turnovers, well, that's a beautiful piece of work. And exactly what everybody thought he would do, he's doing. He's directing that second unit. I mentioned about Kaminga before. I think Moody's getting good shots. And, you know, some guys would fight the game when they're not shooting like that. But yet he keeps his poise. I'm watching him talk to the young players, and he delivers the ball. 
You know, you talked early about uh, the negative number for the starting team. And uh, I'm not uh, telling something that nobody knows. He's getting older, and he doesn't move as quick as he used to. And a lot of teams like to focus their offense on going at him. And I think within the team concept, the Warriors have done a good job helping him. So he's done a terrific job. I've got nothing but praise for him, and I was happy to see a couple of those three balls go in. Gary, you you mentioned a phrase that I really like, and I want you to explain to the fans who are listening on Warriors Roundtable. You said some players fight the game. I I have an idea of of what you mean, but I I want you to tell the fans what what you mean by saying someone's fighting the game. Well, one of the beautiful things about watching this basketball team play is they move the ball and move people. And some guys, when it's not going good, they hunt the ball. They go chase the ball. And it knocks them out of rhythm, and it knocks the entire offense out of rhythm. And that's something a coaching staff has to really watch for. And to his credit, he's not done that. Uh, I, we've all, I use this expression, a shot created must be taken. Because yep. if you don't take the shots, then the defense is going to play five on four, and they're not going to guard you. So I thought a couple times, you know, he was open, and he didn't make another pass. He shot it because he knew it was the right play. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, one heck of a one heck of a player. Yeah, I mean, and again, 62 assists, six turnovers on the Amazing. season. He's had 31 assists since his last turnover, which uh, I was reading to Shana Ruber, an article uh, on the Bay Area News for the Bay Area News Group. Going back to uh, stat tracking that the NBA carries from the 97-98 season, no one's done that. So I just uh, just an incredible stretch of taking care of the basketball and, and, and sharing the pill, what Chris Paul has been doing. One, one other thing I want to touch on from the game last night, we do have to mention James Wiseman, the number two pick of Gold State wow. back in 2020. Great guy. Unfortunately for him, he's just not getting a lot of playing time. And, you know, he did play in the first half against Golden State last night, but like, didn't hit a shot from the field, three rebounds. Uh, to me, at times, it looked like he wasn't exactly sure where he, he was supposed to be on offense. Mm. Now, that could be a result of you know just not having a lot of time with that team so far this year, that iteration of the Detroit Pistons. I'm rooting for him, but saying, what's he got to show to get himself some more PT? Because, I, t- to be honest, it, it was not a great first half from Wiseman. No, and, you know, you can't teach experience. Uh, you can't teach getting minutes out there and going through the growth process. Kev, you and I talked about this many times. He, he comes out of Memphis. He hardly played. Yeah. And then he comes to the NBA, and he has two surgeries. So he, he just doesn't have a body of work under him. And he showed some flourishes. Uh, as you said, he's a terrific young guy. Listen, he's got to be feeling it. And, but he's got Dern, he's got Stewart, he's got Bagley. He's going to have to earn it. And, and that's the one thing about the NBA. I don't care if you're the second pick in the draft or first. Nobody's going to hand you this. You've got to earn it. Because if a coach hands minutes to somebody, he loses the respect of the rest of the team. And uh, so with that said, uh, Monty Williams is playing what he thinks are the best uh the guys who give him the best chance to win the game. Now, if he stays positive and works hard, you never know. One of those three guys might get hurt. Bagley's got a history of always being hurt. And, uh, you know, maybe he's going to get a crack and maybe he'll do a little better. Uh, 
he's just got to put in a lot, a lot of work. Yep. Yeah, he definitely needs to put in some work. And, again, we wish him the best. Great kid, and I really yeah. want to see him succeed. I know a lot of his former Warriors teammates want to see him succeed. Clay Thompson was especially close with yes. him. He had great things to say about Wiseman. So did Draymond Green uh, leading up to that Detroit game. But let's move back a game further. The loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers on Sunday, the front end of that back-to-back. And really the headline from that one was Golden State was getting dominated points in the paint, 58-24. to And not even just the 24 points of the paint, but Golden State shot just 38% in the paint against a Cleveland team that has elite defensive bigs in Evan Mobley, Jared Alvin, uh, Allen, and how about Tristan Thompson, who was basically out of the league last year. He looked pretty good last night. Well, you know, he's got that Kardashian background, so he's got young <laughs> legs, and he, he's playing well, and he's a great leader. He, he's a good guy. And uh, I, I, I'm going to share with you, uh, the way the Warriors play with the smaller lineup, there is going to be nights where it's going to catch you, and that yeah. was one of them. Uh, you get in the paint, and you think, well, gosh, I got a great percentage to make a shot, and all of a sudden you got two seven-foot aircraft carriers coming after you. And uh, so, it, it, you know, it, it was a tough night that way, and then they weren't making perimeter shots. So when you're not taking care of business on the board and in the paint, and then you don't make shots on the perimeter, you're going to have trouble. And uh, But they did have a chance to win the game. So uh, I just I just love the, the the competitiveness of these guys and the experience and the knowledge they they know what it takes. Yeah, I mean the, maybe the most misleading stat from that game: Golden State with four blocks to Cleveland's two. The the, the Cavs <laughs> might have only blocked two shots, but they disrupted a ton of shots in the paint. And, and look, I I know the fan base. You talk to any Warriors fan, they're probably going to tell you, "Oh, I really love this team. I just wish we'd have a big." You know, you you hear that from Warriors fans all over, and it's a it's a reasonable reaction to have, right? Because you're used to seeing teams succeed with seven footers but yeah you look at the 2022 nba championship team the warriors had nobody was taller than kavon looney at 6'9 uh that was i mean james weisman was on the roster but he was injured so he, he didn't yeah. factor in there uh, but you know you, it's more than just having size right it, it's got to be size that works like as tim kawakami says uh, it, you don't want a big who will clutter things up for steph offensively exactly. i don't think dwight howard was gonna be the no. answer i know he has some you know legal issues going on right now so that would have been kind of a headache for Golden State to deal with. But one reason why Looney works so well is because he knows how to play with Steph. And one reason why, you know, since we just saw Detroit, Wiseman hadn't figured that part out yet. And one reason why Dario Saric is fitting in nicely. He doesn't really clog things up. And I know he's playing a lot with a second unit, and he and CP3 really have that night chemistry. But those are bigs who who really know how to play and, and know how to fit in with the flow offensively, Looney and Saric. Well, there's your key statement. They know how to play. Let, let's look back. And, and you look at Bogut. You look at West, uh, McGee. Yeah. Look at all the guys that have been here. They were tough. Uh, they worked on defense. They understood uh, how to set good screens. Uh, and and they're, why pick up a guy that's 7-1 that's just not going to bring anything to the table? So I... I don't have much of an argument in the in the way the roster's put together. If anything, I think Mike Dunleavy and his crew have done a heck of a job. And uh, you can see this team is very comfortable together. And I know if I'm on that other bench, 
I'm not feeling good playing these guys because they're they're starting to get some rhythm, and I, I they're going to have a heck of a good year, long as now, they stay healthy. Yeah. As they stay healthy, because I'm looking last night at Davis going down for the Lakers, and you know you got these four guys at the Clippers, and look at Phoenix without Booker and and Beal, and that's what's going to be the whole key here. Den- Denver Murray's out, but Denver they just look rock solid. Then everybody else, boy, it's going to be a battle. Yeah, it really is. Now, I will say, if the San Antonio Spurs want to let Victor Webb and Yaman out of his contract and he wants to sign for a, for a minimum deal with Golden State, I, I will be okay with that. I'm just letting you know that right now. But one positive on the big side from that Cleveland loss, I mean, Trace Jackson Davis acquitted yes. himself very well, plus eight in 11 minutes, finished nicely inside. And Look, I don't know how much he's going to play this year, Saint. He'll play a little bit in Santa Cruz, I'd imagine, along with Brandon Pajemski, but it It'll be a lot more than, say, Patrick Baldwin Jr. played last year, and he's going to have integral minutes in key spots, as he already has. Well, I, he's earned the time. And when you get these uh, bunch of games together, maybe five and seven days or whatever it is, got to give your, some of your guys a rest. And, uh, boy, he's playing well. Uh, you know, Kev, I mentioned this. I don't understand what took place there. How the heck he fell that far in the draft? I'm I'm still bewildered by it, but I think it, it's just been great for the Warriors. You can see he's got good hands. He's got a, he's a quick second jumper. Uh, he's got good anticipation. He runs the floor well. Uh, he caught a bullet pass a, a couple games ago. That game you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just I like him. I feel comfortable with him in there. I think he's going to do a good job. He's not overwhelmed. Just how important is that second jump ability for Trace oh. Jackson Davis? Well, you know what? They call it the quick twitch. You know, those guys that yep. can, you know, you and I hit the ground and then I got to load the motor up and jump the second time and you're <laughs> me already too. up by the rim. Oh, and... no, man, not me. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, I, I, I look at him and you know, hey, listen, I, I always use this expression. He's got great bloodlines because oh, yeah. his dad, oh, 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 oh. Uh, when you go back to the 90s and you talk about tough guys and guys who just really played the game every single day and night, uh, his dad was a heck of a player. So this, this young guy, I think, has a very bright future. Well, the Warriors are teaming up with Kaiser Permanente and the Athletes' Corner turn points into meals with swishes for dishes for each point the Warriors score this season. 100 meals will be donated to Bay Area families in need. Visit warriors.com slash swish to learn more. Kevin Dana, Gary St. Jean with you here on 95.7 The Game, taking your calls from now till 7 p.m., 888-957-9570. I want to go back to the thriller Friday night in Oklahoma City. Hey, Gary, I can't remember the last time I've seen a regular season game that was just that much fun and look i love regular season basketball i'm not i'm not trying to poo poo the regular season but a the in season tournament brought something at least for that game i love the court in oklahoma city and i mean you just want to talk about high execution offensively both ends that was just uh it was a display i think these courts are really really cool i i yes. think it's great and uh so you look at that game and uh, again, Shea Gilgis Alexander isn't playing, so you're saying, "Well, geez, we got we got a good thing going here tonight." Well, this, this guy, this guy Holmgren, if we didn't have Wombayama, uh, yeah. this guy is playing terrific. Kev, my brother sent me a clip today. 
He got a defensive rebound. He ran, he ran it uh, in the middle on the dribble, middleman on the break. He veers to the left, and he throws a behind-the-back pass to a guy right on the money for a layup. And look <laughs> at his look at his stats, his shooting oh, percentages. Yeah. They're crazy. So you add him. I love Dort. I love Giddy. Uh, and we already talked about Alexander and Williams, the San Jose guy, uh, I mean Santa Clara guy. This team is is got such a bright future they're so young and i'm going to use an expression they play downhill they don't hold the ball and then go one-on-one they may pass and screen they may dribble handoff but they're always turning the corner and they touch the paint so many times and then they either finish make the short pass if, if big guys step up or they kick out for threes they they've got a bright future and uh so that that was a great win, you know. I, you know, who put the exclamation thing uh, point on the game was Draymond. He he just gave the league uh, kudos. He said, "This is great to have a yeah. November game play like this, like a playoff game." And uh, then we come down, kept to that call at the end. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that that was amazing. Yeah, I, I think we all learned the offensive goaltending rule after that yeah. one. So I was I was up in Eugene with Cal football for Cal Oregon. So oh. I watched the I watched the Oklahoma City Thunder feed uh, after the game on archive. I didn't have access to the Fitz and, and Kalena call. And uh, Michael Cage, love Michael Cage. I know him through the 2015 yep. G League Finals. He was on the call for the ESPN of. Uh, Santa Cruz and Fort Wayne, great guy, but he was calling for a goaltender because he said Draymond Green touched the rim, which he did touch the rim, but as we all found out, you can touch the rim as long as it doesn't affect the shot, you're going to be okay, and and that's what happened there. Good explanation. And then you saw Giddy pulling on the net, and when the ball is within the cylinder and you do that, that's the correct call. Now, do you see that very often in an NBA game? Mm-mm. I I haven't seen it. So uh, yeah, that that was a that was a terrific game. Oh, yeah, and, and per ESPN stats and info, because of course the game before was a Clay Thompson game winner with like two yeah. seconds to go, or, or I know I'll, that might have been two tenths of a second too. I I, I can't quite yes. remember, but uh, the top of the key, Jimmy, make it one hundred two, one hundred one over Sacramento. It was the first time the Dubs won back to back games with game winning shots in the final five seconds in twenty five years. So uh, so some uh, some gut check victories for the Warriors against Sacramento in Oklahoma City, and, and last night as well. I mean that was a four point game against Detroit with 90 seconds to go and then how about Chris Paul we talked about him going six of nine but just yeah he has the rookie on him. he's got Sasser on who's got a lot of good defensive acumen Mm. he's a good shooter but man just kind of lulled him to sleep on the baseline this Warriors team is winning in the clutch I believe they're now four and one in clutch games which means uh, where where it's a five-point game with five minutes or fewer well, Kev, I'm going to use an expression I think it's okay to use. You right. use the booty. And yeah. <laughs> uh, down there on the box, some guys can press a button on their hip. And they press that button, and the booty gets big. And they are really strong down there. You can't do anything with them. And that young rookie was like a mouse in the house. And, and Chris Paul, the veteran that he is, he knew it. So he was trying to bait somebody to come down and double team him and then he was ready to pitch out but it was a veteran smart play this league is about finding mismatches and that was the mismatch on the floor 
and perfectly executed. Well, the Warriors now 1-0 in the in-season tournament in their group, and now they got two of their last three at home, so it's a huge yeah. win for them to get a leg up in their group. And they got Minnesota coming Oof. to town for, for an in-season tournament home game. They got the Spurs coming to town, and also they have another game against the Sacramento Kings. I believe that one will be on the road. So, look, you take care of home court, Three and one is going to give you a, a very good shot to get into the quarterfinals. Oh, without a doubt. Now, I must tell you, I watched Boston and Minnesota last night. Now, I think Minnesota's beaten Mil- Milwaukee already, and you know they got Boston last night, and and they beat Denver. Look, Denver, that's the one. When you look at their team, Kev, Chris Paul, Mike Conley, you know, yep. great veteran point guard leadership. Edwards, terrific young player. And I like McLaughlin. I, I just think that guy oh, uh, can me really – I know you love him too. He can defend. Yep. And then you got those two aircraft carriers. And I love uh, Reed coming off the bench. So that's one of the best defensive teams in the entire league. They're like Cleveland in that regard. Yep. So that's going to be a another tough game. Uh, you know, the balance in the league is amazing. We've got – a lot of young teams and veteran teams, and we, we've got such parity. And uh, we'll see Cleveland come into town, and Cleveland, as you said, and, hey, everybody's going to go nuts watching Wimbayama. I mean, holy Ooh. cow, Kevin. This guy, he, he's, he's defying the game. I watch and I go, you got to be kidding me. And yeah, we always I, love a Sacramento Kings game. Yeah, no, we definitely. I mean, back back to Weminyama quickly. I mean, just I mean, I, I'm sure you saw him stand next to Kevin Durant on the foul line, right? When they were playing the Suns, just towering over KD. Uh, I what he did against Phoenix in those two games, especially the second one, where he oh. just kind of took over after the Suns had really had made a nice comeback, and then Weminyama just put his foot down at 38 points overall. You know, Kev, on the defensive end. I had an old friend say to me, he's got some Bill Russell to him. Okay. <laughs> can you can you get a better compliment than that? No, no, you can't. Now think about this. He very seldom falls. Because of yeah. that length, he can contest shots. He doesn't get caught in a bad way. Now the one thing that the tough veteran critics are saying they want to see is more rebounding. Uh but, you know, he shoots the ball beautifully. He gets out on the break. Lob passes. Uh, and I heard him being interviewed. Oh, boy. What a terrific young guy. He, he said, what have, you, what have you learned about the NBA in your first five games? That 20-point leads don't mean much. You can always come <laughs> yep. back, you know. And uh, yeah. so I, I, he, he excites me. And you know what? And, and I'm not going to disrespect the players on, on uh, San Antonio. But he's not playing with a second and third guy that uh, are, are future Hall of Famers. Uh, that team is in a, in a growth pattern, yeah. and they're going to keep getting better assets. But what he's doing now, boy, it, it, it really is amazing. Yeah, well, he, I mean, that, that, that comedy made about 20-point leads aren't safe in the NBA. Look, I, I did, what, 40-plus of his games with Mets 92 last year. They had one 20-point comeback in 40 games. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the leads there are a little different. You'll you'll see team make 
teams make runs, but it, it, it's it's not like the NBA in that regard. And, and France is – the French game is a little more NBA-ish as, as opposed to other European leagues, which are a lot more half-court heavy, like EuroLeague games. is almost like first to 70 wins in, in 40 mm. minutes. Did you think it was more physical? I <sighs> – the French league a little yeah. bit like Euroleague. If you watch Euroleague, yeah, right. that is more physical. Okay. The, the French league's a little more fin- on the finesse side than, than I, I think kind of other Euroleague uh, yeah, outfits. But uh, yeah, I, it, it's a little more physical. But I, I talked to someone. There was, there was a guy on, uh, on Golden State Summer League team. I know we got to get to a break here in a little bit, but Isaiah Mike. Uh, a great, great guy played summer league. He was in the French league last year, uh, and he he was basically saying, "Look, like uh, Wembenyama, and I probably shouldn't put his name to this, but but basically, uh, he, he was saying the, the the refs might help out Wembenyama from time to time in France. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it like that, <laughs> but but yeah, you know, so maybe he got a little help from the refs. That that was one man's opinion on the situation, and he said, yeah, "Look, he's a great." player everything but eh, okay maybe, maybe the refs you know give him a little help from time to time but look that guy doesn't need help from the refs so let's say he he is spectacular all right we're gonna take another break when we come back uh some big news the Warriors hosting the 2025 all-star game that should be fun first time in 25 years and then we'll take a look ahead to the denver nuggets that's a big one tomorrow night in the mile high city right here on 95.7 the game Every member of Dub Nation has a seat at this table. If everybody would please take your seats. The Warriors Roundtable has returned on 95.7 The Game. Knocked it down straight on for about 28 feet. Now back to Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean. Welcome back to Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game. Taking your calls for the next 10 minutes, 888-957-9570. Again, 888-957-9570. Let's take a look at some upcoming broadcasts presented by Ticketmaster. Tomorrow, the dubs are in Denver, Wednesday, November 8th, 6.30 on the air, 7 p.m. tip time on 95.7 The Game with yours truly on the call, filling in for Tim Roy. Tim will be back with you Saturday for the Cleveland Cavaliers, 5.30 tip time, 5 p.m. on air. That is Hoops for Troops Night presented by Rocket Lawyer. Then the back end of the home, back-to-back, sees them face the Minnesota Timberwolves, 5 p.m. on the air, 5.30 tip time. And then they get the T-Wolves again Tuesday, November 14th, two straight games against Minnesota, 6.30 on the air, 7 p.m. tip time. That is an in-season tournament game presented by Rakuten. And then the homestand continues next Thursday, November 16th, against the Oklahoma City Thunder, 6.30 airtime, 7 p.m. tip time. Time with Tim Roy on the call. Well, Gary, uh, before we get to the Denver game, I, I do want to mention the big news that, that came out yesterday. The Golden State Warriors, Chase Center, hosting the 2025 All-Star Game. Look, generally speaking, I, I don't pay much attention to All-Star Weekend. If a game doesn't count in the standings, I don't really <laughs> care too much, just being honest here. like, uh, But... It's not for me. It's for the fans. And in that sense, the NBA 
does a great job with All-Star Weekend. And I will say this, 25 years ago when I was a big fan, uh, you know, when I, when I was just a fan, well before I even w- was close to being able to be in the media, I was at that All-Star Weekend Fan Fest at Oracle in 2000. I did all the shooting games. I had a great time. Then I came <laughs> home to watch Vince Carter put on the best slam dunk contest performance of all time, maybe. Well, Kev, I, I, I got to share with you, I go back 40, 44 years. And MJ and I always enjoyed going to All-Star Weekend because you get to see other families, coaches, and, and wives, you know, there. And, and uh, if you had kids, you brought them, and it was a great experience to watch the game through their eyes. And as Emily and uh, Greg grew, they we, they went to a ton of games. And... Uh, you know, I, I can go back to all the players. I mean, I'll go back to one, Mitch Richmond, when he got the MVP when it was up in Minnesota. It, it, it's uh, it's special. Now, other guys will tell you they like to just take the weekend off and, and just rest and stay home and all that kind of thing. Look, the last time it was here, uh, I think I was GM then, uh, it poured rain. It was a monsoon Yes. for like four straight days. I thought those I tents... Remember. At the, at the Oakland Coliseum, we're going to fall down, the ones that were out <laughs> in the south parking lot. And yes. uh, it really put a damper on the whole weekend. Uh, but you, you mentioned Vince Carter, and, you know, uh, that was a great performance, and uh, Tracy McGrady. and uh, So to get it back is great. And kudos to uh, Adam Silver for recognizing it's time for the Bay Area to shine. They'll, the team will do a beautiful job, and kudos to the ownership. I love the way they spread things out yeah. around the Bay. There's going to be an, a number of activities here over in Oakland. Yep. And then, obviously, the game itself will be in the city, and uh, as you, the, your hoop shoots and all that kind of thing, I think, are going to be at the Moscone. And uh, it, it's really cool because... When you go there, I did a lot of international clinics, and all those people would come from all over Europe, and now we're so much bigger. It could be South America or Africa. Uh, Our game's an international game, and it's so big. And, you know, Kev, are we going to see someday here the international players playing the players from the United States? I think this is a big thing. And Mully Mully touched on this, that they've been disappointed in the effort. And then Chris Paul came back and, and said, well, you're giving us a 25-minute halftime and all this kind of thing. Hopefully it'll start to look better because, frankly, I'm with you. The way they were playing, uh, no, I, I don't want to watch that. Uh, I would love, like, if you had Jokic, Doncic, Giannis, oh. uh, uh, Pascal Siakam, Joel, I guess Embiid could play for. He's going to play for America in, well, in the Olympics, but you know, too. yeah, all these Canadian players. Andrew Wiggins, of course, being one of them. Shea uh, Gilgis Alexander. Shea Gilgis Alexander. I mean, against the the Stephen Curry's and the Jason Tatum's and the Jalen Browns of the world. Like I, I think that would spruce up the All Star game. I, I think yeah. you need to try it at least once. Obviously, it's going to be Eastern Conference versus Western Conference this year. But hey, maybe in twenty twenty five. We get USA versus the world, and I would love that. Well, and then how about Adam Silver, just the accolades for Steph and what he's meant to the NBA and exactly. bring it to his his team, and he will be showcased. 
Now think about this. What is he? Thirty-five or six? He's well. He's thirty-five now. Turns thirty-six in the spring. So, Father Time, he he just keeps going. I mean, he's he's amazing. But I loved what Adam Silver had to say about him. That yeah. that every arena that they play is sold out, and all the kids want to see him, and they want to see the pregame shooting routine and the workout and all that. I mean, we're we're watching. Big time history, and and I love the fact they're recognizing it with the All Star Game coming here, where where he will be uh, the ambassador for the game. Let me correct myself. March fourteenth is still technically the winter. His birthday is March fourteenth. Uh, <laughs> spring starts a week later, but I, I think well, I definitely just think of March as springtime. But anyways, just wanted to make that factual uh, <laughs> statement correction. But anyways, a big game tomorrow night in Denver. I'm flying out as soon as I hang up uh, with with the the station and and heading out to Denver. I'll get in there tonight and, and be in town for the game tomorrow filling in for Tim Roy and look I know the the Nuggets lost some bench pieces no Brown Jeff Green certainly doesn't help but look this Nuggets team seven and one through eight games they look every bit the champions they are well first congrats to you that's uh that's terrific and uh you'll enjoy being in the mile high city why are they so darn good now Murray's gonna be out so we'll see more Jackson, but they're starting five, you know, with Pope and Gordon and uh, Porter and, and Jokic. I, I'm going to explain. I hope I explain this right. And, and see if you help me here, Kev. Okay. Jokic is three counts ahead of everybody else on the floor. Yeah. Now, I'll give you an example. Who was like that was Larry Bird. He sees things happening before everybody else, and he plays with such poison instinct that he sees Murray out, he said, oh, okay, all right, I got to get you 15 assists. Uh, You look at his stats. It's ridiculous what he's doing. He's a guy that I just just love watching him play the game. Uh, And so the average fan, you know, they're looking at maybe he sees a guy rotate from the weak side that tells him to bypass him and pass the ball to the corner or uh, he sees a cutter because the guy got screened and then they can't recover he's truly truly amazing uh and so yep. to watch this guy play he and i he you know what he has in common with steph his huh. humility yep uh, and i love that about him they don't need the stage they just go out there and play the game, and they're playing with joy. And, uh, boy, he, he's a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, they put it on New Orleans in the second half last night. I think oh. they outscored him like 75-45 to 45 in the second half. of yeah. That went over the Pelicans. Yeah, I mean, it, Nikola Jokic so far this year, I mean, 28.4 points per game, 12.9 rebounds, 8.4 assists. He's shooting 63% from the field. I mean, just the <laughs> – Bastion of efficiency. Well, where do you want him to go? You, he's in the low post. He'll pick you apart. And then if he wants to, he'll score down there. You let him play up off the elbows. Those are the best passing angles on the basketball court. Elbows are the intersection of the free throw line and the lane. And either side, he's just beautiful. And if on the trailer on the fast break, he's liable to knock down the three. So... um and if you double-team him, he's just going to cut you up. So uh, 
you got to do your work early, try to deny the ball to him, try to not let him get deep position, and, and try to make him work on the defensive end. Maybe see if you can get him involved in the pick and roll coverages because they use what's called a drop coverage where he doesn't come up and try to show when the, his, his big man sets the screen. He stays back in the paint. Well, if you're a shooter like Stephen Clay, you love that. Yep, yep, exactly. Well, hey, we'll see if the Dubs are able to get to 7-2 and two tomorrow night. We'll have the call for you here on 95.7 The Game. That'll do it for us. Big thank you to Mark Grandy behind the glass for running the show behind the scenes. Big thank you to Marika Kletto and R.C. Davis with the Golden State Warriors. For Gary St. Jean, I'm Kevin Dana saying so long. We'll talk to you next week right here on Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game. <laughs> been listening to the Warriors Roundtable. Curry brings it through. One hand three. Up and good! On the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. That playful and nailed it! 95-7 the game. For tickets, call 888-GSW-HOOP.